Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. All right. We want to say greetings to everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us today. My name is Brother Hawk Bolden, and as usual, we're so uh, grateful to be able to come before you and share with you the things that the Lord has laid on our hearts to share. Did you turn it on? All right, so uh, today we're going to talk about the seat of the scornful. I think that this is a big issues, especially among believers. But we're going to go over a few things that the Lord wants us to go over. And I pray that after this is, uh, when this lesson is done, you will know whether or not you fall into the category of a scornful person. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to the first number of Psalms. The first number of Psalms. And we're going to start reading at verse 1. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And many ask yourself, why does that say that? Notice three things there. Walking. They don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. They don't stand. So walking and standing, standing in the way of sinners, and the last part, sitting. They don't sit in the seat of the scornful. That's that's talking about judgment, uh, judging. Now, let me explain why why it says walking there, walking not in the counsel of ungodly. The, the idea is when somebody's walking, they're doing things. They're going somewhere, and so they're asking for counsel, whether it's godly or ungodly, to get them to where they need to be. Okay. And of course, standing in the way of sinners, that's, you know, a sinner, a person that's a sinner, they're not going anywhere spiritually. They're, they're standing still, in other words. And so, which is why it's, it's so wrong for people to say that we're all sinners or, or you know, no one can live without sin and nobody's perfect. And so this word, when you see sitting, it's not sitting in the seat of the scornful. Let's talk about judgment or judging. Now, when people are scornful, it, 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 they make themselves a judge. They put themselves in a place as if they can see things. Uh, and 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 so usually if they're scornful, they're seeing things from a place that's not right. They're seeing things from a place of offense, and they're judging according to the offense. 
that's in their hearts. In fact, let's go look at that just real briefly. In the 119th number of Psalms, Psalms 119, verse uh, 165, is like scornful people. They are some of the most hardest people to get a hold of. I, you know, I see it all the time. Uh, I'll, I'll preach a message or I'll do a daily word devotion or something, and I'll put it online, and I'll have people. Now, some people, they'll ask questions. Um, they'll ask questions really from a pure heart. They really want to know, you know, because maybe they don't have an understanding. But I always tell the difference between that and someone who's asking questions because they're being scornful. In other words, they already have their mind made up about something. And in reality, they're asking the question for the purpose of debating, you know, kind of like what a lawyer does, an attorney. When uh, there's a trial going on, they ask questions, not because they don't know what they already have their mind made up about, but they ask questions for the purpose of debating, which is why the law tells us as ministers to avoid questions that do gender uh, strife. You see, that, that those things are from the pits of hell, really. And so Psalms 119, verse 165, it reads, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. So what happens when a, a person is a scorner? They're not doing that from the Word of God. They're not doing that because the Word of God is planted on the inside of them. They don't, they're don't. they doing that from a place of not having peace. And, you know, in other words, and because they don't have peace, of course the fruit of that is because they don't love God's Word. But here's the thing. It's just like if I preach a message and I put it online and somebody listens to it or, you know, somebody sitting in the audience they, and they've been offended, then usually the first thing that the first um, sign, one of the first signs you'll know of offense is that that's a person that, and, you know, when people do that, it, that you can guarantee there's no peace there. You, you almost guarantee there's no peace. Uh, they, you know, usually they're not they're not happy within themselves. So offense is what brings about the people that that sit in the seat of scorners. You know that offense is what brings that about. People are offended at God's word. So let's go real quick to the ninth chapter of the book of Proverbs. We're going to be going to quite a few scriptures here. The ninth chapter of the book of Proverbs. And uh, we're going to read at verse 8. Now, because offense is there, actually, we'll start reading at verse verse, uh, 7. Because offense is there, with offense comes uh, bitterness. You know, that's usually where offense comes from, from bitterness. So, Let's read that, and this will bring us down a little bit better. Uh, ninth chapter of the book of Proverbs, we'll start reading in verse uh, 7. It says, He that reproveth a scorner getteth himself to shame, and he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth himself a blind. So let me explain what that means there. He that reproveth a scorner getteth himself to, sh- getteth to himself shame. That means when you 
rebuke or reprove. Now, the word reprove is the, the idea of rebuke with the purpose of lifting a person up. So when you when you reprove someone, the idea is to rebuke them with the with the purpose of restoring them. You're not just and and in reality, that's the difference between rebuking and and uh, reproving and scorning. Scorning is somebody that's just talking, talking, talking. You know, you're coming from a negative standpoint, but you're just talking about somebody without the purpose of uplifting them, without the without the purpose of restoring them. But reproving, uh, when, you know, you bring correction or reproof, the idea is to correct. The idea is I'm going to tell you about yourself with, so that you can do better, and this is how you do better. This is what God's Word says. Let's live according to God's Word. But a scorner, if you reprove a scorner, like, if you reprove somebody that just got that in their heart, the Bible says you get it to yourself a shame. Shame. In other words, scorner will do when you rebuke them and when you reprove them, they will turn on you and they will try to shame you. In other words, I come to you and say, brother, sister, this is what the Word says. This is what we should do. And so... Instead of them receiving it and saying, you know what, that's God's word, and I'm falling short, keep me in your prayers because I really want to live according to God's word. Instead of them receiving that, they automatically go into self-defense mode and begin to look at you. And, and I guess the idea is if I can find some things wrong with you, then I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to take what you're saying. And so... When you reprove a scorner, they will turn on you. Now, again, we're talking about the attributes of that, so you can determine whether or not you are a scorner. A scorner don't like receiving correction, even if it's for their own good. And so because it's coming from a place of offense, they automatically assume that when they are being corrected, that they are somebody's against them. So they don't see correction as love which is why they don't grow in the Lord. They don't see correction as love. They don't see rebuke or, or reproof as love. They, they, Because of their own heart, they take it as you're coming against me. And so because they have that mindset, they don't grow. They, they will be the people that never grow. They always stagnant. They automatically turn down God's word when God's word is being preached the way it should be preached, it's, which is, you know, it's like you're going to preach it, and, and if for whatever reason it goes over their head or they just throw it away because they feel like you're picking on them, you know. And so that's how you know somebody has a scornful heart. They're scorned. And so, you know, we use the term scorn. When somebody scorns, it usually comes also from a place of hurt. Somebody's been hurt. Maybe somebody did pick on them. Maybe somebody did rebuke them without the purpose of restoring them. And so because of that, they everybody and their mama is against them. Every, you know, they just assume that anytime they are corrected, anytime they are rebuked, anytime they are reproved, that they have to go on the defense because you're against me. They don't know how to receive correction. You see that? And so when it says in verse seven, ninth chapter of Proverbs, he that reproveth the scorner getteth to himself shame. It means that that scorner, when you reprove a scorner, they're gonna they're gonna turn on you. 
with a quickness. They will turn on you. They will bring up what you did or, you know, and may not say it to your face depending on what the relationship is, but they will find ways not to receive the reproof that you're bringing to them. All right, let's read verse 8 now. It says, Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. You see that? It says, don't even reprove a scorner. Why? Because if you do that, he's going to hate you. And I've seen that. I've seen, even in my own situation, where I try to bring correction and, and in the love of God. And I, you know what I find? It doesn't matter how sweet you try to be about it, how nice you try to be about it. When somebody got that offended spirit and, and, and they are a scorner, it's like the more you try to talk to them about the love of God and the more you try to talk to them about, you know, their ways and and uh, in, in line with God's ways, you know, the more you try to talk to them about it, the more they hate you. And I'm telling you, a, a demonic hate. And so, you know, the Bible tells us that when you find out somebody's a scorner, you, you better turn them over to God. Don't even try to reprove them because, in other words, if God send you, even if God send you to reprove a scorner or to rebuke a scorner, don't think that y'all going to be the best of friends after that. Don't be disappointed when they start acting funny with you. They're, you know, it's just in them. The only thing that's going to be able to help them is, is God. You see that? Because oftentimes people that have been uh, scornful, in other words, they have been scorned, or, or burned before, they assume that everybody that's bringing correction to them is doing it from a bad place. And it's really, they assume that because they themselves are in a bad place. And I, I think that's a a, a a very sad place for a, a person to be. You see, a very bad place for a person to be. So uh, we're going to stay in the book of Proverbs for now. Um, Proverbs 15 and 12. Proverbs 15 and 12 says, A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. So this is another characteristic of a scorner. A scorner, when somebody rebukes them or when somebody corrects them, in fact, let's go to verse 10 just real quick. It says, Correction. Is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he and he that hateth reproof shall die. So this is talking about the scorner again. So verse twelve, a scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. So when somebody uh is a scorner, of course we've already said that they 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 hate reproof and they hate the one that brings the reproof. And we're talking about reproof according to God's word. So they hate reproof. You know, they hate being corrected. They hate being called out, in other words. But not only that, they will not, neither will they go into the wise. In other words, these are not the type of people that will go to someone whom they think will try to help them. They usually want to surround themselves with people who will uphold them in their scornful ways, who will uphold them in their own foolishness. You see that? They don't want they don't consider you a friend if you have the gall to actually correct them about something. They tend to withdraw themselves 
you know, they will say, well, I don't like being around people. I don't like, you know, I don't, I feel alone. I don't like being around people. You know, no, you like being around people. You're not, you, you know, you're not crazy. God put it in all of us to be around somebody, you see. So it, it's not that you don't like being around people. You, you need to narrow that down. What is it about people that you don't like? What about people don't you like being around? In other words, what type of people? i tell you what type. The kind that's not going to uphold you in your foolishness. The kind that's going to correct you when you need to be corrected. Now, let me tell you, this is the only way you grow as a believer. When you can accept rebuke, when you can accept correction, don't look at people like um, they're just against you. I promise you, everybody's not against you. That's the devil that got you thinking that. But that's the way he isolates you. And, you know, the more you remain isolated, the more hard your heart becomes and the more scornful you become. I see it even in people. Now, I know that there are people that are outside of church because they, they're really looking for a real church, for a real man of God that's preaching God's word, and they don't want to just sit in anything, and I understand that. And, of course, you know if you've heard me teach it, you know that I completely agree with it. Don't just go to church just to be going. Go to the church that God has sent you to where you're going to grow. Don't go just to say that you've been to church. You know, that that doesn't make any sense. Go be around like-minded believers. In other words, believers in God's pure word. Okay, so I understand that, that there are some people that are outside of church because uh, they are waiting for God to send them where he wants them to be or, or, you know, they just don't want to be sitting in anybody's church. They want the true word of God. I understand that. But then you have some people who are outside of church, and they've just written everybody off. These are the scornful people. Like, everybody in church is a hypocrite. In other words, they've been hurt in one church or had one bad religious experience, and so they look through the lens of offense at everybody. Everybody's wrong. Every preacher is wrong. Every, you know, it's like they're suspect. And so they sit in the social media who have made it their business to try to crucify preachers. And they don't say, you know, this preacher is really preaching the truth. All, all they're doing is trying to, quote, unquote, expose uh, false prophets or whatever. So, you know, here's the thing. When you're doing that, are you telling people, but you know this preacher's a good preacher? Who who made you the judge of, of these people? You see that God's got ministers for that that's going to do it in the right spirit. And so you got a lot of bitter people. And what's crazy is if you know these people personally, you know their life isn't lining up with the word. While they're sitting and being scornful as, as, as preachers, you know, their life themselves aren't lining up with the word. And so the the scornful, they don't go into the, into the wise. They, in their minds, I can identify everything that's wrong. But, they, you know, and people are quick for that. You know, we've even had people come to be a, uh, a part of this ministry who were like that. They, they love this ministry because they can identify what's wrong preaching. But they themselves won't even line up with right preaching. That's how you know that you're scornful. You just want to sit back and point fingers at, at the wrong that's being preached in different churches. And even when God sends you to a ministry where the, pre- where the true word is being preached, you still don't want to line up. You're not, it's not that you want to be righteous. And in reality, it's a form of self-righteousness where you can point the finger at somebody else uh, for that wrong, but you yourself don't want to line up with what's right, and you can't stand rebuke. So don't. You know, people want to be in that place where they can rebuke people, where they can, you know, uh, 
in, in other words, scorn people, but they themselves can't receive correction. They want to correct without themselves receiving correction, and, and, and that makes you a hypocrite. You see that? And so this is usually uh, a part of being scornful. It, they don't. They hate when somebody repro- reprove them or rebuke them. But the idea is they just don't like being corrected. They don't like having their stuff out in the open. They don't like, uh, you know, they take it as being picked on, and, and, and you know. And so, what is it? it? It comes from a heart of offense. So Proverbs twenty-two and ten. Let's go there just real quick. Proverbs 22 and 10, it says, Cast out the scorner, and contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. So this gives us an idea of what also comes with scorn, contention and strife. Contention and strife. Scorn people, when people, somebody's a scorner, they always got mess going on. They all, it's, it's like it's always something. It's, you know, you come across people that's, you know, we I think in this day and age they call it drama. You come across somebody that's always got drama going on. It's like nothing. They don't have any good reports whatsoever. The most depressing people. And if you sit and listen to them long enough, you'll get you'll get depressed. You'll get all worked up. And you know, it's like they 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 pass on that spirit that they have. And so this is saying, cast out the corner. In other words, in in in, in today's time for you, don't be around because they it's like. They just, the only thing that a volcano has to offer is lava. That's the only thing that's on the inside of it is lava. And so you have to you have to identify these volcanoes because that's all they're going to have is bitterness, heat. It's just drama, just always something, nothing good, no no praise the Lord. You know, he's really been moving in my life. I've really been growing. No, you're not going to hear any of that. Uh-uh. What you're going to hear? This person is this way. That person is that way. Why do I, you know, why do I feel? It's just, you know, it's just constantly, and, and the devil just plays with their mind, plays with their mind, and then they come to you with that foolishness, and that's the scornful. Even in their own lives, scornful. Not towards themselves, but just in the atmosphere. It's everybody else is not them. And so it says when you can't doubt a scorn, contention shall go out. Yes, strife and reproach shall cease. So let's go and look at that scornful person. Mark, let's go to the fifth chapter of the book of Mark. The fifth chapter of the book of Mark, and we're going to read as, as, uh, now, we'll go over this. The fifth chapter of the book of Mark. We'll start reading at verse 35. It says, While he yet spake, there came from the rule of the synagogue's house, certain which said, Thy daughter is dead, watch over this thou, the master, any further. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he would come in, he said unto them, Why make ye this ado, and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. So this was Jesus Christ. 
here was God himself speaking. Why are y'all wailing and weeping like this? She's not dead. She's asleep. And they knew about the miracles he had done already, and he's trying to comfort them. But even in that comfort, and that's another thing you'll find out, you you can't even comfort a scorner. They don't want to be comforted. They don't. You can tell them, you know, it's going to get better. Don't don't cry. Don't you know? Don't be in such a bad mood. Don't think about this situation in that way. It's going to. They don't want to hear that. They'll get right off the phone with you and call somebody else that's going to be just as mad and mean about it as they as they are. They don't want to hear anything about it being better. So that's really what what their response is. Verse 40, and they laughed him to scorn. You see that? In other words, not only were they laughing, but they were in themselves saying, he's crazy. So what does a scorner do? They don't want to, not only do they not want to receive correction or rebuke or reproof, they don't want to be encouraged. Don't tell me that. And then they get mad at you because they're not being pulled into your and you're not being pulled into that drama. It's like so the scornful, they want to pull you where they are. They don't want to come out of the mud hole they're in. They want you to be in there, and then if you're not willing to be in that place with them, they get mad at you. You see that? that they get mad at you. I need for you to be depressed like me. I need for you to be on the verge of suicide like I am. I need for you to be discouraged and distraught. I need that. See? People that are scornful, they need drama. It's like they live it and they breathe it. They need that in their life. And so these people that, you know, of course, back in the Bible days, they had professional mourners. They they had people that would go to funerals that didn't even know the people that were there. And they would come and just and just cry and bawl their eyes out just as much as mom and daddy was doing. They actually had professional mourners. And you know today we got those people today, except they don't go to funerals. And they, they call you on the phone. They send you text messages. And if they're around, you, you know, they're going to let you know that they are professional mourners, professional woe is me's. They really don't have anything to cry about, but they're going to find a reason to do it. You see that? They're going to find a reason to be depressed. They, they look at the bad part of every. They look at the bad situation, and, and they could make it a whole lot worse. You see that? That's 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 the trait of a scornful. They they don't want to be encouraged at all. They don't want to be encouraged. They forget about that. And then you know what happens after you, as an individual, you find out. Oh, you don't want to be encouraged. You don't want you don't want help. You just want to sit in that in that mud that mud hole you're in. You just want to sit there and complain and whine. And when you find that out, and you're ready to just go on about your business, and after you just say, you know what, I, I'm done. I've tried to encourage you. I don't know what to do. And you get off the phone, now he's mad at you. Now, now you, you're just one more reason that they're going to stay in that mud hole, you see. <laughs> what do we do about this conflict? We pray for them. We pray for them. Oftentimes, uh, they, they try drugs. Oftentimes, they try alcohol. And, and then when you tell them to try Jesus, they don't want to hear it. You tell them, hey, the word says that I don't want to hear the word right now. I don't want, I don't. And I'm telling you now that that's the wrong thing to tell me. You don't want to hear the word because that lets me know you don't want any parts to do with God. You you just want to stay where the devil got you. 
And I and I'm just the one I let you stay there. You see that? The scornful. The Bible says, Blessed is the man that sitteth not in the seat of the scornful. In other words, happy. When somebody's scornful, it's because it's coming from a bad place. They're very unhappy. They're usually depressed. There's nothing there. You see that? There's nothing there to, to bring them out of it. And they don't want to even receive the power of God for it. These are the people, and, and I'm talking to you. These are the people that would rather complain that they're sick than come to church and be healed. They'll tell you that they they want to ask you for prayer, Lord. You know they they want to ask you for prayer. They they like they like attention. The scornful, they love attention, and and not good attention either. They love bad attention again because the idea is to pull me into the mud hole where they are. And so instead of them coming to church to be prayed for, to be healed, they rather stay home and, and, and just say, well, it's me, I'm sick, you know, all of this other. No, we don't go down that road. And they hate anybody that don't go down that road with them. They assume that if you don't go down the road with them, that you must be against them. No, you know what? I just love my peace. And I'm not going to let you come and take it. You see that? And so what do you do with scornful people? You pray for them. You ask the Lord to open their eyes and pull them out of that because it's a trap of the devil. It is a trap of the enemy for them. You see, that as for you if you fall for it. It's a trap of the enemy to get them caught up so that they they can continue to be used, and that's not God's will. God's will is for the scornful to come out of that. When you have the love of God on the inside of you, you can see things that are wrong. You can identify, but you don't live there. You see that? You don't live there. You live in God's perfect peace. You see that? You live in God's perfect peace. And my prayer is that you will receive that perfect peace. Amen. We want to say thank you all for joining us today. We pray that something was said that has been a blessing to you, and we look forward to sharing more of God's word with you. Have a blessed day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.